So, so, Mickey, thank you very much for taking the time to sit down on podcast of the day. We are on our little island tour, thanks to Ollie Clothing. Mm -hmm. But to come on an island tour, you kind of only really need to come to one box. Yeah, and yeah. you all turn up here. It's great. That's true. Yeah, what is it about the environment in Ireland that just seems to make the most out of the athletes here? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's, uh, I don't know, whatever they're, whatever they're eating. Huh? <laughs> um, 8020 is probably the main hub in the north of Ireland anyway for um, get-togethers for all the Northern, Northern Ireland athletes. Um, but then again, you have people like Army there from Corks up here today as well. So they all come up here. Um, and then down in the likes of Dublin there, we'd, we'd meet the odd time down in the likes of Rob Planningham's gym. So there's, there's definitely a good few spots. Okay, tell me a little bit about you, because I guess for the wider CrossFit community outside of Ireland, you've massively burst onto the CrossFit game scene this year because mm -hmm. of national champions. Yeah. But what were you doing before all that? Uh, so in terms of before this year, I've, well, I've been doing CrossFit for about four and a half, five years. So before that, it would have been Gaelic football. Gaelic football would have been my main sport growing up. Gaelic football. Gaelic football. Do you know okay, what that is? Uh, briefly tell me rules. <laughs> I, I think it's like it's, a mixture of like, like a it's, uh, it's football a mixture of and rugby and maybe football, something with rugby, like the Australian rules football. Have you ever seen it? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a mixture of that. Every sport in the world. So yeah, you can handle the ball. Um, you can only take so many steps before you have to solo the ball and back into your hands again. So um, it's mostly a carrying sport, so it's kind of a wee bit like rugby. Um, you get a point for kicking the ball over the bar and three points for kicking the ball in the back of the net. And teams of, it's a, usually uh, 15 against 15, so that's quite a big field. Yeah, huge, well, same as, same as rugby, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So how does that lead you into CrossFit then? How did that transition so, you into CrossFit? Um, I was playing uh, football at university, well, while I was at university, but... Um, as you know, you, you get less and less time to commit to travel and stuff where, where most, most team sports are like. So uh, I came across CrossFit on YouTube. Basically, seen this YouTube. I hear this so yeah, often. Like people watch a bit of YouTube and go, oh, I'll give that a go. Oh, that's it's called it. CrossFit. Yeah, yeah. 2014, I think the CrossFit Games highlight reel was up on YouTube and I seen that and straight away, what is this wizardry? Google CrossFit gyms in Belfast and on I went. That was it. <laughs> but like, had you done any of that kind of training before? Like, were you doing like Olympic lifting? Uh, for the no, no Olympic lifting, no gymnastics, just your basic strength training, you know, uh, what, do you, what would you call it? Bodybuilding style training, Bodybuilding. You know, strength and conditioning. So d doing that and then it, it definitely stands by you going into the sport because if you have any sort of strength then going in, you usually take it fairly quickly, you know, and the, the football basically kept your engine good so you always had good running and good general fitness yeah i was speaking to your coach neil laverty earlier and he was saying that when you guys met mm -hmm. your overall fitness w was was the reason well or a big reason why he thought you could do so well in the sport and it, assuming yeah. you can attribute all of that to get football yeah well some of it definitely to Gaelic football um i was probably only doing crossfit about nine months to a year before uh, I came on board with Neil so I, I was basically just an average crossfitter like I wasn't, wasn't well, winning any competitions <laughs> yeah well um, before I came on board with him me and PD actually competed at a local competition the, the Titanic Games in Belfast and he was on a on the, the 8020 regionals team so he was going to regionals that year and it was basically all the one of the, a couple of the top boys in Northern Ireland all competing, so Petey won the comp and I came second, so maybe that that is what's shown a bit of light <laughs> on it, maybe. Yeah. 
I was okay. honest to heels. <laughs> well, like, like you both have been like probably for the majority of, I mean, I mean call it a CrossFit career. It's not really a yeah. career, is it? But for most yeah. of your CrossFit journey. Take me back to last year when um, we found out that you could qualify for the CrossFit Games by being a national champion. Suddenly, mm -hmm. this opens up doors to the Open, doesn't it? It makes it yeah. so much more achievable. What was your goal going into that Open? Assumingly, yeah. you, at that point, you were going for a regional spot, right? As opposed to national champions. We didn't know That's about it, it yet. Uh, we did find out fairly late on. So uh, the previous season, 2018 season, um, I missed out on re in regionals by one spot. So um, the goal immediately then was for next season, if you... It was to not even just get into the top 20, but push well into the top 20. So that was the goal for the following season. But it wasn't until around um, the Open last year, was in February, it wasn't until around nearly November, December time that you found out that actually it's going to be whoever comes first in Ireland will get the spot to go. So saying that, that didn't make me think straight away, oh, you're definitely going now. You only have to be first in Ireland. Ireland's got such a, a high calibre of, of athletes. Yeah, yeah. yeah like Army was a regionals athlete, Jimmy Heaton, Sam Stewart, all regionals, PD. And then there was a lot of boys just there in the bubble, including myself. So um, I definitely didn't look upon it as if, oh, this is going to be a walk in the park type thing, you know? Did it come as a, a shock that you did so well? Uh, no, like uh, I was training hard and a lot of the workouts fell, you know, to my strengths. So I knew, you know, I could definitely take it, you know, if you know what I mean. Last season, um, I basically, I think it was about three or four points clear by the time the last week came around. So I had it, I had it well in the bag, it. I think, without sounding too confident. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about that entire experience, because for like a, a rookie, mm -hmm. I mean, it's a big competition. There are cameras, there's the Zeus rig, there's stash. Like it's, yeah. it's kind of like a playground, but a very stressful one. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Like you basically be watching all the documentaries and Netflix and YouTube all the time. And you're watching these as if these, you know, you're, you're heroes, you know, of, <laughs> of the sport. And who then, was your hero? Who would have been? It would have been Rich Froning, definitely, back in the day. And then as the sport progressed, then Matt Fraser became the main man. Um, Josh Bridges. Yeah, he's Josh a, Bridges. He's a, he's a funny wee guy. Nice. Like, he's a legend. I want to be his best mate. Yeah. Um, yeah, all them legends. Uh, Dan Bailey and... Uh, oh, there's loads of them now. How many of them are your mates now? Oh, I don't know. Like, uh, you get chatting away to a good few of the lads while you're over there. Um, funny enough, Tia Claire Toomey is a very down-to-earth person I found like we bumped into her out in dinner one night a couple of days before the games and we're all shouldering each other going over and saying hello <laughs> everyone was afraid to go over and talk to her but um we went over and she came over to our table and sat for about 15 minutes chatting away and having the crack and just says enjoy the experience make the most of it and and this is a previous champs and telling you you know to make the most of it and whatnot and seemed very relaxed where other competitors there was a couple out in the in the warm-up area you know you would try to have a conversation with them maybe sitting on the bike beside them and they wouldn't want to know you know oh stress so, does different things to different people doesn't yeah, it yeah like, that's it that's true but that's the way it goes all right tell me about the stash packs stash packs yeah the stash packs oh at the, the games yeah the games. oh yeah oh we were spoiled yeah, Reebok, Reebok is very, had a very good setup now, to be fair. I didn't know that that happens. I know I thought you'd just get given uh, like a bag of stuff and away on you went. They actually take you, once you register, out the back into this huge, big Reebok shop and you have this personal assistant who walks you around all the shorts, T-shirts, and then takes you over to the uh, trainer's aisle and makes you try on about five, six different <laughs> pairs of trainers and what size are you, so you're well looked after, you know. 
Right, honestly, class. from an outsider's perspective, that always seems like the coolest part of the yeah. games. Yeah, oh, like, definitely. Before it, all the stress kicks in and it gets serious, yeah. you just get to have this massive shopping spree. Oh, I was like, that's the main reason why I wanted to go back the next year. I was like, just for the <laughs> all the free <laughs> gear. How did you wear it around, like, full kit wanker? <laughs> oh, no, I'm not that bad now, to be fair. I, to be fair, it was a struggle to get most of it home, so you nearly had to leave a few wee bits and bobs <laughs> behind you, you know? Um, but yeah, no, back at, the, I own a gym there in Uri, so just giving a few bits and bobs out to the boys in the gym, that's you nice. know? Um, speaking of stash and clothing, yeah, uh, rumor has it you have a new clothing sponsor. Yeah, um, so yeah, I've been with Allingate Clothing for a good few years now, and um, I just got a recent offer there from Vars International. So I thought it's an opportunity that I couldn't really turn down, being such a big brand and and you a, know. a really good roster of athletes as well, isn't there? Yeah, there's a lot of good guys um, on board. You'll be um, Carl Goodmanson, um, yeah. Emily Dwyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, David oh, Shrunk, one of the yeah, UK Shrunk. athletes. Um, there is, there's Shrunky. a whole bunch. Shrunky, sorry, Shrunky. Sorry, I got told off many times for <laughs> pronouncing his name completely wrong so many times. Oh, uh, yeah, I've been doing it all along then, shit. But, uh, yeah, um, I did, their clothing is, you know, from just buying bits and bobs online down through the years, like, it really is top quality stuff. And they have a very um, big range of stuff suited to training, especially with leggings and all the different layers. So, yeah, it's an opportunity you couldn't turn down because you don't know how long you're going to be in the sport. So, you know, yeah, for sure. if you turn down that, you're, just, uh, you're a bit silly, you know. Do you feel like it kind of, I don't, I don't know how it feels, but like that when you start getting offers from big brands like that, that like you kind of made yeah. it in the sport a little bit, like you're, yeah. you're, hitting, you're hitting a peak point. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I have got quite lucky, you know, just from last season, uh, coming on board with Noco and Wed. Two big supplement com- companies, obviously Noco's your pre-workout drinks and then Wed, one of the leading uh, protein, protein brands at the minute. Yeah. So very lucky that way. Um, yeah, and then who else? I've, I've recently a food com- prep company as well have come on board with uh, Body First Prepped. Uh, Sam Stewart down in Dublin there is with them. So they deliver meals now every Monday for the full week for lunches. So that's pretty good as well, you know. I mean, we've spoken about it a lot on um, the other podcasts that we've been doing today. Uh, that how much does that actually make your life easier as an athlete? Because you're working full time, mm-hmm. you're trying to train full time. Just having those few little things sorted yeah. for you must ease the oh, entire scenario. Definitely, definitely, definitely does. You know, lunches in particular with working. Um, I'd be in the gym from first thing in the morning and at least that way you don't have to run out for an hour, an hour and a half during rush hour at lunchtime to get get your lunch. At least you can bring it to the gym with you and it saves you that hour in the evening then prepping it the night before, you know. So it definitely definitely has helped me being so busy in the gym. I probably do about two, three classes a day with about six personal training sessions a day. So um, on top of my own training, so it is a lot. Yeah. Well, okay, we've plugged our sponsors. Yeah. Going back to the CrossFit Games, so you were all stood after the um, opening experiment, weren't you? Yeah. And they released the workout one on the big screen on the CrossFit website. Yeah. What was your thought? Your first thought? First your, thoughts. Yeah. What was like the process that went through your head in the like three minutes that followed that workout being announced? Well, definitely, I I was I was happy with it because going into the games there's a lot of talk about oh they're going to throw like a triathlon or in previous years in previous years it has been there's been a real like kind of big long event yeah random event thrown in from the wide sporting world and like being crossfit you know 
it, it mightn't have suited a lot of the top top athletes you know it, because of a national champions coming in there's such a dynamic range end of people you know that could that could have a specialty like long distance running or any of that sort of sort of thing or swimming or cycling so there's a chance that some of the top top games athletes that are so used to barbells gymnastics short fast sprints could have fell down the leaderboard but it didn't go th either one way or the other it sort of was well balanced the fact that it had a 400 meter run in it it had a medium to heavyweight barbell snatch and then it had legless rope climbs which is a fairly high skill gymnastics movement so the combination definitely suited me you know heavy snatch would be a uh, strong point of mine rope climbs a strong point of mine and then as long as my engine held up in the run i would do okay you know do you think that was a big part to your success the ease in which you took that first workout uh yeah well definitely the, the way the workouts fell the they did suit me but as looking at after the cut, the workouts after the cut, I feel like it suited me as well. It was just that little workout in the middle because the cuts were so aggressive. Very aggressive. You know, it. I placed like 24th in that first workout, which is great, but it went from the field went from 150 down to 75. Then the next workout was kettlebell push press, row, a row kettlebell push press, and a handstand walk. Wouldn't say I'd be the best in the world at that, but I still but managed it's all to. Right. Yeah. Get, keep myself in the top 30 then the workout after that was the ruck run um what i consider myself as a strong runner besides the fact that the humidity was so high out was there or i was nearly gonna die you what know? was that ruck like like to um, carry was it did it feel heavy oh yeah definitely yeah. i had a couple of fumbles i don't think they caught it in camera but as i was coming back into the stadium at one point might if you pull the zips up to the middle of your bag and it bounces the zips will open oh, apart oh. so i felt like this drop of weight out of the back Turned around, two of my sandbags were out, so I had to run back, <laughs> stuff them in. This is right as you come into the stadium, so the whole crowd seen all of this. Oh, and they're like, no. pick up your bag. So, had well, to especially shove after them everything that in. happened with Matt Fraser, right? Yeah, when he, yeah. When he dropped one and didn't go back. He dropped one and ran on. I suppose that was in the final 1.5K, so he didn't get a, as big a penalty. Yeah, yeah. And, and actually, if it's only one, how much do you feel the weight difference, I guess? As well, in that circumstance. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know now. The, the definitely, the first two or three laps of the run was fine, but as soon as you get to them last two bags, you can fairly feel it. Like, yeah. You know? um, but it was more so the humidity. It felt like you were breathing through a straw oh. the the, around the run if you're not used to it, you know? Is that something that you would um, do differently were you to go back, train in the, yeah. the kind of environment? Well, that's the thing. What, not, not having the experience of being at the games before, when I flew out, it, it was about a week early, and I was training in Chicago. So... In Chicago, big, big city, you're training in air-conditioned gyms. Yeah, you're not, so you're you don't exposed. really experience it. Yeah, where a lot of the games athletes, you've seen that they travelled about an hour, about a half an hour outside Madison, and they were staying in like a barn sort of scenario where they were outdoors and getting used to the heat. So Full Cookville-style, Rich Cookville. Froding, yeah. like training. Yeah, <laughs> so that was a rookie year on my <laughs> half, but that's the way it goes. Um, that, whole, that whole experience, does it make you want to go back? Absolutely, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like, I've been doing this sport for four or five years now. It's everyone's dream to make it to the CrossFit Games. And obviously, my first year there, I didn't put on the serious head and say, oh, right, let's go here. You're going to try and finish top 10. It was to go in and enjoy the experience, which I feel like I accomplished. You know, I did well in terms of, you know, first time making it to the Games, being in the top 20, 20 well, 26th, so it was top 30 overall. Um, so the goal, obviously, next year, if I do get back, will be to get that little bit further and maybe crack the top 20 or top 10. 
So you're probably, you're not completely by yourself, but you're definitely in a minority of national champions who made it into the latter stages. Yeah. What, what was key to that success? Well, um, talking to Neil, you know, and you'll probably see it from even this open, I've never been a huge open athlete or like really good at like just being in the gym scenario. I've always done well at competition or in an outside scenario. So the fact that uh, if you look at all the competitions that I've done throughout the past year or two, I've always been either, you know, on the podium or very close to the podium. And I think just game days where I perform the best, probably from the football days where you, you, you play your best during a match. Yeah, you get yourself training. up for it, don't you? Yeah, because CrossFit is a, you know, it's, it's the same all the time. You're training, you know, in, in a gym. It's almost like it's the sport of fitness where you're just train, 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 train. And them game scenarios only come up, or, you know, competition scenarios only come up maybe four or five times a year. But ha growing up playing football every single Saturday, you're in a game-style scenario, you know? Yeah. And some people do, just naturally, the environment of being against others yeah. just work out better in competitions. I think so, yeah. Um, obviously, looking ahead to the current leaderboard, it's all a bit complicated because we're filming this on a Sunday afternoon and we yeah. won't know any of the full results until tomorrow, the day after, US time. Um, mm -hmm. But the likelihood is PD Savage is going to yeah. run away with the Irish National Championship. Yeah, it's looking pretty good. Yeah, um, he, his performances have been next to none this season. You know, he's just back last year with an injury. I say, is it a reaction um, to the fact that he couldn't do anything about it last year? Uh, well, he's always he been just there. A beast? He's always been a beast. He's a real hurt locker style athlete. He can hurt um, in the workouts. You know, he has. You know, and he'll probably not mind me saying this, but like there, he has certain wee holes. You know, but his general overall capacity in CrossFit is amazing. Like he's right up there with the best in the world. You know, um, besides maybe strict handstand push-ups might be a small weakness or. Um, he's a yeah. heavy man. He's a heavy man. Don't blame <laughs> it. You know, absolutely. So. So, something as small like that, but they're the, the wee things that sometimes can catch you out in competition, but I'm sure if he qualifies, he'll be training that hard before the games rolls around, if there's anything like that. So how do you feel your performance this Open has been? So my, <laughs> my performance this Open hasn't been great. Um, it's hard to say what way it's really happened, but I just feel like coming off the back of the games, I spent so much time trying to pick for that. And you, you have to have a slump at some point. You can't keep your fitness at that level for a prolonged period of time. So I've sort of just came down a bit of a slump with the Open being so soon after the Games. I'm the type of athlete that needed the, needed the break. Yeah. Um, and you didn't really get it. I didn't really get it. You know, I came home from the Games and uh, within a couple, well, I had a few weeks of cel celebrating because we, I got engaged while I was out there. So, Congratulations. You know, you in have Cookville. to. In Cookville, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Call in to Mayhem afterwards. Yeah, standard. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope your missus is across this era, though. Yes, she luckily <laughs> enough, she was, I think she was that besotted by it all. She didn't care the fact oh. that I was dragging her to Mayhem. So it was all okay. Um, but yeah, you have to go home and celebrate with family members and take a few weeks of that. And then by that stage, it's you've only the open you know yeah it was, so, it was so tight by the time you've done that if you don't yeah. come straight back into it you've got no build you'd, time right you had six weeks to get your fitness and you spend so much time working on fitness it's really hard to get back into that mindset of right now you have to go hard again here in six weeks time so not that I, I didn't have the ability to do it I think the very first workout of the open just got in my head where it's like do I really really want to hurt here as much as I need to and I just couldn't get into that uh, real dark, dark place you need to go. So 
I fell well lower than I thought I would, but I definitely fell down the leaderboard in the first workout, and then it's hard to crawl your crawl back after that because 49th in Ireland, that's 49 points straight away beside yeah. your name. Last year I qualified for the games with 15 points after five workouts, so yeah. that's the points difference straight away after one workout. There's no chance. So, but gradually, week two got a better score, but still not great. Week three score got better again, but still not in the top three, and then. Um, week four there, which is just last week, I uh, got a top top three finish. So it was slowly crawling it's back. building. And well, I actually can't do the last workout, unfortunately, because... You I'm hurt yourself. Bad. Yeah, just midweek there, I tweaked my bicep, and there must be a slight partial tear or something. So I'm going to... It'd be smart to just sit this one out with 40 ring muscle ups, you know? Um... 40 ring muscle ups, yeah, it's not it's not worth putting the bicep at risk of maybe totally turn. So I'll rest up with good filthy 150 in two weeks. So. Yeah, exactly, because nowadays it's not just the open, is it? There are plenty of ways to qualify. Yeah, well, that's it, yeah. Like, it, it, me doing this workout, I'm not going to gain anything from it rather than just, you know, your ego, oh, yeah, you're great at ring muscle ups, let's go smash this. But if you tear your bicep, then you've pretty much ruined your chances of oh, the filthy 150 year. and yeah. maybe the whole year, yeah. Yeah, so. completely. Because sanctionals are now so much more of a thing, is there any chance that actually because you perform better in them, you would overlook opens going forward and just focus on hitting, peaking for yeah. qualifying competitions? Absolutely, yeah. Um, it's just the unknown of the sanctionals. Like, you, yeah. you know who all the best athletes in Ireland are, so if you prepare yourself enough uh, mentally, you could go in there and know that you can push for a first-place finish. If you go to sanctions... There's nothing to say you could be the best prepared in the world, but next thing Matt Fraser turns up or Noel Olsen turns up yeah. and they'll just take it from you like that. But that's just the way it is. Um, there's, but there's a lot more opportunities for the sanctions than there is in the Open, obviously. But the benefit of that is, is nowadays if they hit top 20 or they become a national champion, then it all backfills, doesn't it? Yeah. So actually you can finish 8th, ninth, 10th in those competitions. That's true. If the right ones come up, um, yeah, yeah. For the filthy, for example, yeah, a lot of them big names they're, that were announced. They're going to be already yeah. qualified through the Open or mm -hmm. so it was by a national you, champion. Yeah, there's definitely a good chance. Okay, so tell me about the filthy 150. I feel like it's a competition that everyone in Ireland has done at some point in their yeah. lives yeah. Uh, before it became this sanctional event. Yeah, funny, funny. The filthy 150 is probably one of the first competitions I ever done uh, back in 2015 uh, as part of a team. And, yeah, it was only held in a small basketball stadium back then. And it was still a brilliant, brilliant competition. Great atmosphere, great people running it. And then as the years went on, it's just got bigger and bigger. And luckily this year, they've just taken it to a whole other level with making it onto the sanctions scene. So I think they're going to do a really good job with it. Um, it's very well organised, run by Darina and Jamie Lawler there from CrossFit Bua. So, yeah, they're very good. And the luck after people as well so hope it goes well is there actually any extra pressure on your shoulders the fact that it's i mean i know it's not in belfast but yeah. a home competition yeah um no I'm, I'm not feeling any pressure at the minute with it um just going to take it as it comes i don't know why i don't feel the pressure on it i think is I'm that just, a good or a bad thing yeah i don't know i don't know i think i'll just go do what i can do and hopefully it works out um i'm going in with an open mind because it's the first sanction of the season I'm not panicking maybe if it was the last sanction of the season yeah. and it was your last opportunity to get to the games the pressure really would be on but it's the first of the season we'll go see how it goes not that I'm gonna I'm still gonna give 110% and try and qualify but uh, I think I'll just try and enjoy it
What's the rest of the year hold? What other sanctionals are you targeting? So uh, I've got a couple of opportunities coming up, which is good. Um, I'm doing strength and depth in January as a team with Emma, Army and Jane from JST. So that's a good, strong team. That is a really strong team. Yeah. I know uh, CrossFit Mayhem have a spot at that. So that's going to be very tough, cool. tough going. Very cool to actually be on the same floor as Rich Froning and Scott Panchik and uh, the two girls. So... I'm looking forward to that. Um, I think with the team we have, it's very strong. We have a good enough chance to maybe qualify. But it depends how, how, how many men do. do. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the following month, uh, there's a possibility of going to Wadapalooza as an individual. Um, there's a possibility of an invite. If not, there's also an opportunity to be on Team Wit. So whatever it takes, they're putting the team together and I've got a message about that. So there's a possibility I could go as part of a team um, with them. So inside info, that obviously came from my completely missing co-host who's been jetting around the world for the past <laughs> four months, Josh Alchama. But yeah, do you know yeah. who else has been approached for that? I don't know. Josh just dropped me a message over Instagram and he says, like, nothing set in stone. Just dropping you a message to see if you'd be interested. I says... Yep, definitely interesting. Yep, sounds fun. If it goes ahead, <laughs> give me a shout. I'm your boy. So, yeah, we're a good bunch down there, actually. We're, they're, they're, I think they're doing yeah. something in CrossFit that no one has done before, and that's kind of making uh, this kind of training apparel hub, kind of like what Reebok do at the yeah. games, but doing it every day, day-to-day life. Like, yeah. it's very, very cool. I've got a lot of time for it. It's a very good setup there in Wit, yeah, definitely. It's I've a been sexy over. gym, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's very sexy. good, and Gus there is in, in with the crew. He's a, he's a fairly cool guy as well seen him at the games as well was chatting them so yeah weather good and fair play to them for breaking onto the game scene this year bringing bringing a yeah, stall and sure. all over yeah okay so strength and depth waterpalooza waterpalooza and do you look further ahead than that at that point i haven't haven't signed myself up for anything because surely it depends how you do in those and yeah. how those plan out before you start looking further down the year pending qualifiers and when the qualifiers are yeah well that's it um a lot of the qualifiers um related to the open there's a few uh, sanctions that were related to the open i didn't sign myself up because i before going in i had the open in my head that i'll go for it again but now i'll look at the ones with qualifiers and maybe towards april may time i'd like to do one later in the year rather than doing january february and then march april give yourself two months yeah to yeah because you, know? you have to yeah because like you said it's kind of you can't be at that level of fitness the entire time yeah. you need to be able to peak and trough a little bit Definitely. and lots in europe towards the end of the year Lots in Europe, and European such a competitive, you know, competitive place with the amount of great athletes all throughout. You know, even all the Scandinavian countries as well. It's all easy for us to travel around Europe, so um, you'll see a lot of big athletes. Yeah, that is Maybe true. not games athletes, but definitely regionals level. Have you found it? Have you found it a big step from regionals, or is it? Is there a similarity there? Uh, well, I definitely, you know. I haven't actually been to regionals myself. I've been to watch. I actually went over the year PD and Army made it there last, uh, the year I missed out. So I went over to watch and obviously the key. That was the one place. Yeah, was that the one place moment? The one yeah. spot. I the still went spot. to watch, you know. Damn that one spot. Uh, and yeah, the, the games is such a big jump from regionals. But then again, um, last year, the Filthy 150 put on such a big show, it nearly felt like, you know, it was yeah. already a sanctions. So this will be my first sanctions, and I think it'll be on par with regionals, if not better. Yeah, cool. Well, looking forward to seeing you there. Probably going to see you at Strength and Depth. Fingers crossed. Yeah. I'll be. That's London. It's my local one, isn't it? Absolutely. And um, but thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. Uh, you've no obviously problem. got a life. 
and you've spent all day in the gym doing media stuff. So, uh, but I really appreciate your time. Uh, we always give you an opportunity to sell yourself at the end. <laughs> tell people where they can find you on Instagram and what your handles are and uh, how people can get in touch. Also, tell us uh, your gym handles as well, yeah, in case yeah. any local people happen to want to drop by. Absolutely. Maybe so... Rich Froning's in the area. He can visit yours. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, I, I'm a part owner with my business partner at EST28. Um, it's a local gym there in Newry direction out uh, in Bestbrook. Uh, we also have our own online program as well, uh, EST Evolve Programming. So you can check that out on Instagram. And yeah, and the, the own Instagram is MickeySmith07, as far as you can remember. Good, good second name. <laughs> yeah. Strong second name. <laughs> Absolutely. It's my second name as well. Yeah, yeah. SMA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks, Mickey. No problem at all. Thank you. Awesome. Perfect. Thanks, Will.